Welcome to Behind the Music, brought to you by the Wichita Falls Symphony Orchestra. Join us as we go behind the scenes with our talented musicians and guests to speak candidly about their musical journey and reveal interesting snippets about upcoming concerts. And now, here's your host, the Wichita Falls Symphony Orchestra music director and conductor, Fuad Fakuri. Welcome to this episode of Behind the Music. I'm your host, Fuad Fakuri. We are here today to talk about our upcoming concerts and visit with, our, with my colleagues from the Wichita Falls Ballet Theater. Val and Mishik Liberatori have been with the Wichita Falls Ballet Theater since 2013, where Mishik serves as the artistic director and Val as the executive director. They are also the founders of the Wichita Falls Ballet Youth Ballet. Thank you both for joining us today. Thanks for having us. It's great to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Can uh, can you start? Can you? We'll start. But can you tell us a little bit about your background? Basically, what inspired you to become professional dancers, and what brought you to Wichita Falls? And we'll start with Mishik first, and then Val. Um, sure. You know, actually, it was my mom's dream for me to become a ballet dancer. She uh, put me in ballet classes when she was young because she was not able to do ballet because she lived in a really small town. And I actually fought her all the way <laughs> until about the age of 10 when I finally went to a ballet school that was a very professional ballet school. And I walked in the room and I was in a bright pink leotard and different colored tights and my hair was in a ponytail and all the girls had their hair in perfect buns and black leotards and pink tights and pink shoes. And I took the class and went out and I said, Mom, we have to go to the dance store right now. I need everything those girls had. This was amazing. So, you know, for a long time, my mom would actually joke with me that she never thought I would have a profession wearing tights <laughs> because I hated wearing tights. But um, so when I got in that classroom with those girls that were so professional looking and working really hard, it was um, it just it was like a light switch went off. And I just knew that that's what I wanted to do when I grew up. <laughs> and I've not stopped since. <laughs> Uh, for me, I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, you know, the Steelers were everything and sports is a huge thing in uh, Pittsburgh. And so one day at school, Lynn Swan had come to our school to do a demonstration to talk about how dance and ballet it worked with his sport and how it was helping him with his flexibility and his agility in the end zone and giving him that great jump he had that we all got to see for many years and a few Super Bowl rings, by the way. And um, we... I was interested in sports, so that kind of inspired me to be a better athlete. And then I was taken to the Nutcracker at age 10, where I saw male dancers carrying women over their heads as if they were light as feathers. And I thought, wow, now that takes a true athlete. So I began to start dance at age 10 and fell in love with it and started with tap and jazz and didn't fall into ballet until I was about 13 years old and started training with Pittsburgh Ballet Theater and School of American Ballet in New York until I was 18. Wow. You know, Val, this is off top topic, but uh, my wife is from Pittsburgh, and she absolutely loves the Steelers. I mean, that's like, uh, that's the team, right? And you know how that goes for Pittsburghers. Oh, yes. So it's, next, it's yeah, part no, of who you are. That's right, exactly. So next time you, I, I mean, she'd love to hear that story. I, I can guarantee it, especially with Lynn Swan. Um, so... To go back to the question, so that's how you started. How did you end up uh, getting to Wichita Falls? 
So back in 2013, the ballet theater's artistic directors just um, kind of very abruptly retired and left the ballet theater without an artistic director to run the organization. And we were living in Plano at the time. I'm, I had retired from dancing with Cincinnati Ballet. Val had um, moved on from being the dean of Cincinnati Ballet School, and we were running a small school in Plano. And we were kind of looking for something different. We wanted our own thing. We didn't want to be working for somebody, and, and we wanted to build our own thing. And I was actually teaching at a school, and the director came in, and he said, this email came across my desk. Wichita Falls is looking for new artistic directors. I think this is perfect for you guys. You should send your resumes. So um, with a leap of faith, we did. And um, the board president at the time, Sue Ann Altman, called us immediately and said, I don't know why you guys want to live in Wichita Falls. Your resumes are way too good for this town, but would you come up and, and do an interview? And so we did. We came to the ballet theater and um, did an interview with about 35 people in a conference room. It was a very stressful job interview with dancers that were there that were also um, you know, crying and upset because ballet, they thought, was going to be gone from Wichita Falls. And I just knew in my heart that this is what we had to do. Like, we had to come here. We had to help these people. We had to make sure that ballet stayed, stayed a fundamental part of this community. So um, with a huge leap of faith, they hired us and told us there's zero money in the bank account, but move here. <laughs> so we did. We moved here, and with a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and, and it was about a two-week turnaround from the time we did the interview to the time we moved here. I don't know how we did it, but um, we got here, and we started off our school in a, a shopping center in three different sections because they were still doing construction on the main part. Um, and we were there for probably two months and then finally got to move into the, the studios that we're in now. So, um, but yeah, that's what brought us here. They just uh, had a, a, a need and it was something that, that Val and I really wanted to do. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, this is, we are very fortunate to have your journey lead, lead you to Wichita Falls and, and we're really lucky to have you in, in the community. Now, I personally have uh, very much enjoyed working with both of you on past projects, and I'm looking forward to working with you again at our upcoming Young People's Concert. This is our third year of the Young People's Concerts after taking about a 15-year hiatus. On January 27, we will host about, for those who don't know, we'll host about 2,000 fifth graders at Memorial Auditorium, where those students will attend a live symphonic performance probably many of them for the first time in their lives. And this year, we are fortunate again to have the ballet company joining us. Can you tell our listeners a little bit how the ballet will be involved in that concert and those two performances actually that, that morning? Sure. So we are already in rehearsals right now working on um, Hoedown, which is a Copeland piece, uh, which we've put a Western-themed uh, spin on. Um, which is the dancers absolutely love it. I actually had dancers asking me if they could be in that piece. Um, and it's pulled from one of our ballets that we already had done in the town in Wichita Falls called Western, the Western Ballet. So um, that's a lot of fun. The kids, the music, just everything about it. And then we're going to be a part of the Firebird, which we're, we're working on furiously trying to get um, done. But And I just I love that ballet. I love being able to tell the kids the story of the ballet, um, you know, and, and having them get to uh, experience a, a story ballet that's not, you know, I think people always think story ballets are really long, and this is not a long story ballet. The, the music's only 20 minutes, and so, you know, it's like telling the story quickly within that 20 minutes. So I think it's going to be really great, and we're dancing in front of the orchestra, 
which is also exciting for our dancers because they don't dance to live music very often. And so um, this is a treat for them and, and a learning experience for them because they have to learn how to dance to the tempos that you give them and you know work within live music, which can be very different from canned music. That's right. And, you know, I am very much looking forward to to having this collaboration because we do these concerts for young for young students every year and they're wonderful i mean the reaction obviously from the students is always terrific and just you you really for me personally it gets me back into understanding and realizing why i went into this field to begin with because you get to see the joy of of the first time students you know, fifth graders either listen to an orchestra or see a ballet, that that experience, you know, when you see it again, when you're an old, older professional, at least I am, <laughs> you know, you, it reminds you of, of why you went into the field. And I cannot wait to, to introduce them to the symphonic music, but to also have them attend a ballet performance. I think that's that's going to be a terrific thing for the students. Can you tell us a little bit about other opportunities that the Wichita Ballet, uh, the Wichita Falls Ballet Theater provides to students here in Wichita Falls? Uh, yes, every spring uh, we have what's called our Afternoon with the Arts program, where we invite uh, over 2,000 students to come to the Memorial Auditorium and see uh, whatever performance that happens to be presented by the artistic director in the spring. This year it'll be Sleeping Beauty. Um, in the past years, it's been Cinderella, Midsummer Night's Dream. And we bring them in to see one hour or usually typically one act of the show. And uh, we also connect with the Kemp Center for the Arts so that we attach to a program that they do. It's a virtual program where they also are able to video live our show and send it out through internet live feed uh, to the students in outlying counties so that they're able to participate since some of them are not always able to attend due to bus scheduling and lunch schedules and stuff when the show happens uh, in the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I think as I listen to you, I, I hear so many of the same things that we deal with with the symphony orchestra that you guys deal with. It truly is a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you know, I, I consider your dear colleagues and I really, really am excited about the Young People's Concert and can't wait to, to get to that performance. Um, January 27th. Once again, the Young People's Concert is Friday, January 27th at Memorial Auditorium, followed by our fourth concert of this 75th anniversary season on January 28th. You can join us for that concert at Memorial Auditorium for an exciting concert featuring the music of John Williams. Tickets are available now by calling the WFSO office. Also, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you can get new episodes as soon as they are released. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Music, hosted by Fouad Fakouri of the Wichita Falls Symphony Orchestra. To check out more information about upcoming concerts and to purchase concert tickets, visit our website at www.wfso.org. That's wfso.org. If you have enjoyed the show, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time.